guys. You're listening to Mama Knows Podcast with your host, Nina Cavajola, aka Balconina. Join in weekly as she walks alongside you to navigate topics around motherhood, mental health, self-love, and relationships. The good, bad, and funny. of my Instagram listeners said that they have experienced mom guilt. I experience mom guilt daily, as most of you probably do too. From the moment my first child was born, I had this little voice in my head telling me that I can do better. I think it's natural to question ourselves as parents because it's not something you can study for. We're literally just winging it and our kids have no agenda. Mom guilt is the feeling of worry, shame, or regret when you feel you have done something wrong or feel you could have done something better. These feelings naturally make you feel down and sometimes they can get so big that it's hard to cope and you get stuck in this rut of negativity. As moms, we feel responsible for our children's future, so we set very high unrealistic expectations for ourselves to serve them perfectly every day. The truth is, guilt can serve a great purpose in life. It helps you reevaluate your behavior so you can do better next time. However, mom guilt is typically driven by irrational beliefs, which doesn't drive you to do better, but really it only makes you hard on yourself. Why, why do we have this daily? Why do I have mom guilt daily if it's making it so hard? I'm human and I'm learning to cope despite the outside sources that are feeding this guilt. I'm so excited to introduce my friend Rena, who has a background in mental health therapy and now serves as a mom guilt coach. And she's a mom herself. Rena, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this today. Um, So yes, I have a background in mental health therapy. I actually do work as a mental health therapist as well. Um, And I started my coaching in 2020. So the height of the pandemic, when I was struggling to work as a mental health therapist and raise my, at the time, 10-month-old son and be a wife and a partner and keep the house clean and do the dishes and on and on and on. And so that's where my mom guilt voice got worse. I've had it all along, but it got way worse and I couldn't balance it all. Um, and so I use my mental health techniques that I teach my clients in mental health and that I now teach my coaching clients to help me out. And once I realized that I found a way that works and not only just works, but works for moms, it's a special niche of moms. I realized like I need to share this. So I started sharing it with some of my uh, therapy clients who were having the same struggles as I was. And every single time I did, they're like, this is a game changer. I can't believe this is so easy, so to speak, to do. And I was like, okay, I need to get this to the masses. So that's when I pivoted my social media account to focus on the coaching. I love that because <laughs> I have mom guilt every day. And you know that you're a mom. And I feel like I have no idea how to navigate it, really. I mean, I have some tools now that I'm in therapy, but I think it's so important to have more awareness about it and what we can do. So tell me, my first question is, why do we have mom guilt? Okay. I love this question because there's no such thing as dad guilt, right? And so for those of us that have partners that are men, 
it's very different, right? They're not walking, they're not sitting down and saying, I really should be doing X, Y, Z, right? They're not sitting down and saying, oh, there's laundry and there's dishes and there's this. I should play with my kid more. I should do more of this or that. They just don't have that function, right? And so mom guilt is made up. But where it comes from is this idea that there's a perfect way to parent or like the best way to parent. And we don't want to mess up our kids. So that is where this all comes from. But I find for men, usually that worry is like, well, my wife's got it, right? And so that's why it falls on us. And we have this huge, immense guilt, essentially, that we're not doing enough, or we should be doing something different than we're currently doing. And there's also this idea of the mom who puts herself last, right? How often do we hear like, you're a good mom if you put yourself last, which is so inherently false. And any therapist or life coach for moms will tell you that. If you put yourself last, you're not going to take care of your kids. Your kids are going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. You're probably going to be yelling or frustrated. We need to be calm ourselves to be able to raise a calm, cool, collected kid, a kid that can manage their own emotions. The more frazzled we feel, the more they feel that. And the more tantrums we'll see, the more pushback in the nose, especially in the toddler years, right? Those are normal, but they get enhanced when we're not taking care of ourselves. So I talk a lot about airplane parenting with my coaching clients. And airplane parenting is basically what you hear when you go on an airplane, right? Like put your air mask on, face mask on, air mask, right? Before you do that for your child. And the first time you hear that, you're usually like, what? Like, I don't want my kid to die. My kid's first. But it makes sense, right? If you pass out trying to get your mask on the kid, then you're both dying, right? But if you put yours on first, you can breathe, you can be calm, and you can get your mask, uh, the, the mask on your child too, and you're both fine. It's so interesting that you brought that up because I pulled my audience on this and I asked them, do you take care of your own needs before you take care of everyone else's? 86% of the moms that voted don't take care of their own basic needs before someone else's, like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, sleeping. And I'm a little bit ahead of the game. I say this in every episode. I'm in therapy. So I feel like all of this stuff I really learned in therapy and I never knew how important it was before therapy. I never knew how important it was to take care of myself because when I'm happy, everyone else is happy. Yeah. I think that's what like sets me apart is that because I am a mental health therapist and trained in that way, I have all of those tools plus the life coaching tools and my clients get that because yeah, that's like one of the first things we go through. We just hear this as moms that we should be martyrs. And so I'm willing to bet that at least half of those women that voted that in your poll thought that was a good thing, right? Like, yes, I'm going to take care of my kid first. Of course I am. They come first. They're so important to me, their health, their happiness. Yes, yes, yes. All of my moms come to therapy or to coaching saying that, right? They think it's a good thing. And then I kind of throw that on its head and I tell them like, no, right? If yeah. you're not sane, your kids can't, if you don't cope, how are your kids going to learn? If you don't take care of your basic needs, how are they going to learn that that's important to do for themselves on a basic yeah. level? And I love that you said basic needs because when we talk about self-care for moms and I know we're going to get there, that's what I start with, right? Basics. Are you sleeping? Are you eating? Are you drinking? And I like adding in toilet toileting needs, <laughs> peeing and pooping, right? <laughs> are we doing that? How often are we holding it in because our kid needs one more thing? Or let me just fix this meal. Or let me just clean up this playroom because it's driving me nuts. But you need to take care of yourself. Otherwise, yeah, like the hangry thing, I think that applies to eating, drinking, sleeping, and bathroom needs. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm curious, actually, kind of side note, what is the difference between you being a therapist and then a, a coach for Mom Guild? Can you uh, explain that a little bit? Yeah, I love actually that we're going there because so therapy and coaching are very different things, right? So therapy, you're usually going and you're talking about how did I get to be this way and how can I make today better, right? What can I do now? Uh, And coaching is really focused problem solution right here, right now. We're not going to go into your past. We're not going to go backwards and talk about, you know, how did we get here? We're really going to focus on what's not working. What is the problem and how do we get to that solution? So typically it's uh, the time orientation is very different too. my coaching programs or anywhere, depending if you want a one-off session. But when I do programs, it's three to five months. I don't go past that unless someone has like a really demanding job where they really have to spread out sessions. Three to five months is more than enough. Three months, I highly recommend. Five is like if you really have a demanding job and need more time. And after that, we can go more if it's really that, like if you're traveling or something. But the benefit of coaching is that it's very problem focused. We're not talking about anything and everything. We're not talking about the day-to-day unless it applies to why you came to coaching. So I love that about coaching. And also the benefit of coaching is that it's not regulated licensure-wise, which can be a negative thing. You have to vet your coach to make sure that they are legit. But then I can coach anyone, anywhere, anytime. Where therapy, you have to be licensed in every jurisdiction or state. And that's very time consuming. And it's very uh, monetarily consuming. I'm only licensed in two states for that reason. But with coaching, you can work with anyone, anywhere. So that's really nice too about coaching is that if you find a good one, not one that's trying to scam you, they'll be able to work with you no matter where you are. Wow. I had no idea. I love that. Thank you so much for explaining that because I was like, what does it mean? I feel like they're similar in ways because they're trying to make you better. But yeah, I love love that. So back to mom guilt. What is normal for mom guilt? And what is like, I need help, mom guilt? So I always, in which people hate, I always answer this question in a frustrating way because it really depends. One person's this is too much is another person's like, I got this. So I really do encourage people, especially on my platform, like I give out a lot of free resources because if you don't need a more intensive one-on-one thing, like you've got one little small, like I focus on a lot of things, right? Time management and how to balance it all and mom guilt and, you know, relationship stuff, couple stuff. How do I reconnect with my partner through this crazy toddler stage? So that's a lot. But I do have women that reach out and say like, my partner and I are good. We're solid. We're working as a team. And they're like, I just can't deal with like time management. Like I feel like there's too much on my shoulders. And that obviously also contributes to mom guilt. So I think it really depends when you look at your situation. If you feel like you've tried self-help books or podcasts, or you've gotten some freebies here and there, and it's still not enough and you're still struggling, that's when I recommend coaching. I also recommend it when you just don't have the time, which like ding, ding, ding. None of us really do. Yeah. But if you don't want to put in that energy to do it yourself, it's like, honestly, the amount of money you will spend for a coach will come back tenfold because you're not wasting the time doing it Mm. on your, on your own implementing. When I did this and uh, mind you, I'm a therapist. So I knew the skills already implementing it on my own and tweaking it and making it work not only for moms, but also for my personal life was months of like trial and error and practice and this and that. So my clients don't have to do any of that because it's one-on-one, my coaching. So they tell me exactly what they're dealing with, exactly what they're struggling with. And then I give them the strategies to use. And I also have a hands-on coach. So they have access to me pretty much 24-7. So troubleshooting all of that in between sessions. And I do a lot of like handouts so they can refer back 
and like guidebooks so they can refer back. Some of us are more uh, visual learners. Some of us are more auditory. So I kind of provide both. But I think that's a huge part of it too, right? A lot of us, especially as moms, are like, I got this, but we just don't have the time. So sometimes hiring that out and letting someone else tell you how to do that and what to try and troubleshooting that for you, someone that knows the strategies and skills saves so much sanity and time that we don't have. Yeah. What does mom guilt typically look like? What does it sound like? So it's that little voice in your head and it literally comes up every time you take care of yourself usually, or you're choosing, you have two options of things to do and you choose one of them. doesn't matter which one you choose, but if it's between two things, the mom guilt voice will show up. So usually it comes up with like, I should play with my kids more. I should be on my phone less. There's laundry to do. Why am I sitting down? I can't shower right now. X, Y, Z thing needs to get done. It's literally all day long. Especially you hear that dichotomy of like the working mom feels guilty for working. The stay-at-home mom feels guilty for staying at home. And I have the benefit of being both. And we still feel guilty even though we do both. So that is like the meat and potatoes of mom guilt is that it's everywhere. It's pervasive. And it just applies to whatever we're choosing to do. It's telling us we should have chose the other thing. And even if we would have chose the other thing, the voice would still be there telling us we should have chose the other one. I'm curious to know what's it's 2 p.m. What is something you had mom guilt over today? Yeah. So I'm like an hour ahead of you. So it's three by me. So okay. a lot of my day <laughs> has gone by. And oh my God, so many things. If I'm in a session and the daycare app pings, I think you even saw my stories today. I was storing about how excited I was about this and my daycare app pinged and I saw it in the corner of my eye and I immediately like, is he okay? And then I got guilty about like, I could just focus on this. He's probably fine. You know, they're taking care of him. So sometimes the mom guilt even comes up with like how we're doing what we're supposed to be doing well. And that might just be for me because I'm a coach and a therapist. So I do try to practice what I preach. And so I do try to like not zone into that if I'm working at the moment. So while I was storing, I was really excited and zoned into this. And my mom guilt was like, stop looking at the daycare app. Why? Like, he's fine. Yeah. I'm going to tell you mine this morning. My kids, I'm, I'm, I'm not a morning person. I, oh, it's so hard for me. And we, we got out in the kitchen and Dom says he's hungry and I making eggs. And he says, I don't want eggs. You can have eggs for your breakfast. I want cereal. And I said, okay, fine. He gets his cereal and I give him just a tiny little bowl of eggs on the side. And I give Mila two raspberries and he didn't have any raspberries because he didn't want them. And I just felt so guilty that he wasn't getting any fiber or protein with his breakfast. And I was like, this is my fault. I have to be the one that's responsible for how he balances his diet. And it was just so stupid. And I knew it was stupid. Like, it is what it is. The kid wants cereal. Sometimes I just want cereal. Like... <laughs> But easier said than done though, right? Because where this all stems from is the fact that we want to be good moms and take care of our kids well and not mess them up. That's usually what I hear is like, I don't want to mess up my kid. So that's where that's stemming from. And mealtimes, I think are especially hard, especially with the young ones, because they eat less than our brains think they should always. Mm -hmm. And they eat kind of terribly, right? They're pickier usually, or they like it one day and they don't like it the next. So you're stocking your fridge with their quote unquote favorites that they no longer like or will eat. My son is that way. Like every day, it's a new adventure of what he will or won't eat. So a lot of this mom guilt, what I like to tell moms too, is asking yourself how much of it is true because it's never fully lying to us. 
when it's coming up, right? It's like, okay, I have this, what's true is that I have this desire to feed my kid well-balanced meals as much as possible. And I'm balancing that with knowing they're still young and picky. And, you know, if they want cereal, they want cereal. Sometimes I don't want what I don't want, but it's usually coming from a place of truth or a place of something that makes sense, but the rest of it, right? Like if we're talking about how true is it, maybe 2%, 3% true. The rest is just the BS we tell ourselves. Yeah. It's like irrational, Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing to really feel guilty about. So we all get it. We all have mom guilt. I pulled my audience. I said, drop your mom guilt voice here. And I'm going to read a couple. Am I doing what I need to create the life habits he needs to be successful young adults? So like doing your day-to-day habits, am I doing the right things? But that was so heavy, right? Am I creating an adult, right? It was focused on the kid's future, which makes sense. But that's why we drive ourselves nuts. Because another golden nugget I tell my parents all the time is that the moment to moment doesn't matter, right? You could yell at your kid. It's not great, but that doesn't matter. That's not what they're going to remember unless it happens all the time. So moment to moment, when we hone in that small and we're worried about how that's going to affect their future, it's not, but we worry about it. Yeah. And this is, I'm as I'm like glancing at these, the top one so far is I don't spend enough time with my kids. I work full time. I don't have time for my kids. I'm on my phone. I don't have time for my kids. I'm not playing with my kids enough. Wow. Yeah. My mom guilt, I think as if I can remember as far back, that's where mine started working and then picking up my son from daycare, which I actually didn't do. My husband did, but getting home from work late And he had a full day of daycare. So guilt, like, oh, I wasn't with you. And then guilt because they go to bed really early as babies, right? So I had like no time with him. And that was so hard. Um, And obviously the pandemic made that worse, which is why I focused in and honed in on this. But um, how real is that, right? That I work full time. So I don't feel like I give my kids enough time or I'm on my phone too much, which is one I said earlier. We do that a lot with time. I hate that thing that's going around Instagram and TikTok right now where there's that man, I don't know who it is, who's saying like, you only get four years with your little ones. Make sure you spend all that time with them. I hate it so much. Behind it, I'm sure, was this lovely message of like, enjoy your kids while they're young. They grow up so fast. Yes, we know this. We have guilt around this. We don't need extra guilt around this, especially from a man who probably doesn't feel that guilt because yes, we worry about that. Yes, we know time is you know fleeting and is going really, really fast, but we also are humans who are our own people, right? Oftentimes I hear moms say they've lost themselves in motherhood and they have to like refine themselves. So we don't need extra guilt on top of that. We know we work. We have less time with our kids. We know we're on our phones probably a little bit too much, but balance, everything is about balance. Yeah. It's so interesting that you bring that audio up because I, I was like, oh, I want to use this audio. But then I was like, shit, Dom's going to be four in a couple months. And I'm worried about using an audio versus like living the life with him. And yeah, so definitely could see how that outside source, social media source can feed that mom guilt. I actually did ask my moms to vote between which is the top reason you have mom guilt, personal insecurity, outside pressure, social media, or other sources. And personal insecurity was number one by far. It was like double than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really speak to exactly what they were speaking to when they answered that answer. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it is there's no handbook or manual for mothering. We know this, but when I gave birth to my son, I had that moment of like, so I just take him home and they're just going <laughs> to let me take him up. Like we all had that moment where we're like, okay, now what? Right. 
even if we had a great role model as parents, I still hear it from those moms who are like, I had a great mom, but I still don't know what the heck I'm doing. None of us know what we're doing. So there's that feeling of like, I'm winging it and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm again, I'm afraid I'm going to F up my kid. I hear that all the time. I feel that in my soul too, right? We want to raise these kids to be self-sufficient and not people-pleasing and manage their emotions appropriately and be good humans. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, I feel like we could talk about mom guilt all day long. <laughs> I want to know what your suggestion is. Like a simple, somebody who can't have someone as a coach or a therapist right now, and they're having mom guilt. What is a simple way they can start navigating mom guilt? So my favorite thing, two things I've shared already that I want to reiterate here, because those are like my nuggets is reminding yourself that this isn't, this moment isn't everything, right? So if you're struggling in this moment, focus on you and rebalancing you. Or if your kid is not eating well today, okay, we're going to let that go. It's just a moment. Our kids remember moments. Yes, they do, but they remember the stuff that's impactful. So it's only going to become, if it's negative, like you're yelling, it's only going to be impactful if you do that all the time. Right. If mom's always frazzled, yes, I'm going to remember that when I get older. But if mom manages her emotions and she has a minute where she's frazzled or she yells, they're not going to remember that, especially if you repair it appropriately. So remembering that when mom guilt shows up, when you F up is really important. Like it's just a moment. This is not going to be something that sticks with them forever. And then also managing your time. So that way, if you manage it in advance, and it's something that I offer as a freebie, but if you figure out your time in advance, you know where your time is going. You know where your energy is going. So that way, when you're frazzled, you can pinpoint those moments and pick them out and rebalance your schedule. So for example, I had a mom in the pandemic when we were all working from home. She was going from breakfast with the kiddos into like morning meetings with her staff. And she was like, I am so frazzled because I'm fighting over breakfast and what are they going to eat? And we don't have enough time. I have to get them on their learning and da, da, da. And then she's going into a meeting and she's going into the meeting frazzled. So we're like, no, that doesn't work. So you have to figure out where is your energy going and how does it feel that energy? And then you can plan your time in advance. So that way there's less mom guilt moments that show up when we plan in advance and we plan for those like failures, right? Like going into a meeting frazzled, we can work around that. So we did her and I, and so she never had that like frazzled energy going into a meeting. And I know mom's wheels are probably spinning. Like, well, you can't make breakfast at a different time in her morning meeting. If she doesn't control the time, you can't change the time on that which she couldn't, but we just buffered it. So we had time in between each activity that she just was like a woosah, recentering, like 3D press. It was nothing amazing, nothing earth shattering, but technically it was for her because she was able to go from one activity to the next without that energy following her. I love that. Love that example. So navigating mom guilt, just remember it's a moment. It's just a simple moment. <laughs> It's a lot of like self, self-awareness, self-talk in the moment too, which can be hard for a lot of people. What are some simple ways to balance motherhood, home life, relationships, and self-care during these like busy toddler years, busy years of motherhood? Yeah. So kind of what I was saying before that scheduling piece, that is like the like nuts and bolts of my coaching program that I have every mom go through because if we want to be able to balance everything, first, we have to audit our time, like I was saying earlier, and figure out where is our time going? And do I have enough right, for everything I want to do? And the answer is yes. I haven't yet to work with one mom, but I couldn't find time for her. It just wasn't being balanced correctly. Oh my um, God. <laughs> so like, can, so like, can you help me? Cause I don't feel like I have enough time. <laughs> yeah. So Ever. that's the thing. It's like, we all feel like we don't have enough time. And that's the other thing too. It's personal. 
right? So I've never found a mom that I couldn't help rebalance, but each mom, we did it differently, right? With one mom, it might've been like, she was trying to get all the housework done and cook dinner and play with her kids in one night where the next mom was like, that's not my problem. My problem is this other thing, right? So it's very personal, but there's ways to rebalance. And it all starts with that time audit, which I give as a freebie. So definitely check that out. Um, And scheduling yourself. There's lots of different tips and tricks to scheduling and multitasking and switch tasking. I talk about that a lot on my page because people think, oh, I'm multitasking. Like, that's good. I'm getting two things done. But what they're actually doing is switch tasking, which is terrible and the worst time suck ever. I do that 100% every day. (laughs) My therapist and I talk about this all the time. I have moments of where I'm doing really well. And I, when I have a list, when I have time, so I even time how long I should be doing something because otherwise, otherwise I get like lost. And I, I know you're very type A and I think that I'm a type A stuck in a type B mind. Like I really do. I love lists. I love organization, but I just can't do it. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) I think we're like soul sisters because I can execute. I am that type A. Maybe I'm a little bit more type A than you, but I live in a brain and a body that's not type A. Like I am not a morning person. I am not waking up at the crack of dawn. I am not going to wake up early to do yoga or meditate or journal or drink my coffee warm. All those things, which is why I created my coaching program. All those things were told as moms on social media that's going to help us to be more sane. Do not help me. I'm not waking up any earlier than I have to. And my kid wakes me up early enough. So yeah, I feel you on that. Thank you for saying that. I hate waking up in the morning. And some people are like, you need to get up early and do something for yourself. And I'm like, no, sleep is for me. Yeah, that's why my coaching program is so personalized. I don't know if I will ever move away from one-to-one coaching, maybe groups, but I don't know if I'll ever move away from the face-to-face because that's what matters, right? My morning people, moms do. I have so many clients who are like, yeah, I'll wake up at 5 a.m. I'll get my workout in. I'll drink my coffee hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. It makes no sense to me and I don't, I don't do it. Right. But that's why also the mom guilt will set in because if your best friend is doing that or some mom on social media, you're going to think you're failing, but all we have to do is personalize it to you. How do you want your life to look? How do you want your day to function? How much time do you want to spend with your kids? Which is a whole nother topic that we could get into. There's so much, there's so much pressure (laughs) to spend so much time with our kids and research has proven 10 to 15 minutes is all they really truly need to fill their bucket, so to speak. And anything above that is great, but they don't need it. Oh my God. And I know that, but I forget about it. And you know what? You just like lit a fire inside of me. I I know you had mentioned this off audio that you are going to give my people a free time audit. So I've actually talked about this on Instagram before. Uh, my therapist did this with me. She had me audit my time and how she had me put like a, I don't know how you do it. We'll see. We'll see what you give us. But she had me put like a percent next to how much time do I spend doing X, like the things that I do in my life. And after adding it all up, it was like insane. It was like 300%. And she's like, that's not possible. You can't do it. And that's why you are running into walls and that's why you're feeling guilty because things are. So yeah, I'm really excited that you're going to give us a freebie. So I will make sure to put that in the bottom of the footnotes. And I want you to tell everybody here where they can find you on social media. How can they get a hold of you if they need to talk to you and anything else you want to share with us? Yes. So my handle on Instagram is at remedies with Frina. 
And my website is linked there where you can learn more about my coaching program and how it works. You can book a free call with me. I also offer that, which not many coaches do. I think you have to be the right fit for me. I have to be the right fit for you. We're only going to find that out if we get on a phone call together and I hear what you're struggling with and I know whether or not it fits how I help. So I also offer free consultation slash clarity calls, whatever you want to call them, completely free. There's no strings attached. I'm not selling my program to people. So I offer that all on my Instagram page and you can DM me there. I answer DMs there. My email is linked to there. Any way you want to get a hold of me, that's the, the hub of how to find me. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything you shared with. I feel like I need to have you come back. Like we, I feel like you, we need to have like one whole other episode on just self-care because there's just not enough time in the world. So thank you. And I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, you so being much for here. having me. Yes. Have a good I feel day. Like we, I feel like we scratched the surface, but it was a good surface. I it feel was. like we got to a lot of topics. Yes. So our homework for the day or for the week, I should say, is next time you're having mom guilt, pause and say, this moment is not crucial. My child will not remember me for this moment. I am good enough. Say it with me. I am good enough. (laughs) I'm so grateful for Rena for coming on the podcast. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, leave me a review, and don't forget to follow on social media. As always, I will put everything down at the bottom in the podcast notes, all the links, all the things, and let's chat soon. 